Welcome to Behind the Table, produced by Ryko Theatricals. We take an in-depth look at the creative process and the creators behind it. We are flipping the audition table to be more inclusive to new stories that deserve to take their rightful place behind the table. Our show airs every Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern on our social media, at Ryko Theatricals. Now please welcome our host, Sherry Nell Thompson. It is often said that the show must go on. But tonight, before the show starts, I would like to take a moment and tribute to the family and friends of George Floyd. Too often we find our voices minimized or silenced. But when we were paying attention, we took to the streets and we said a name so loudly that it reverberated around the world. Tonight, his murderer was found guilty on all charges by a jury of his peers. We cannot bring a human back and no amount of money can replace a life. But my hope is that we can take solace in the verdict, if nothing else, we know that good trouble is a worthy endeavor. To all who thought his name was enough to stand up, keep fighting the good fight. History is on your side. Hi there and welcome to Behind the Table, an in-depth look at the creative process and the creators behind it. I'm your host, Sherry Nell Thompson, and tonight, I will be having a conversation with dancer, educator, and founder of Soul Movement LLC, Samantha Cyprian, about mentoring Black dancers, minding your business, and demanding authenticity. You might ask, who is Samantha Cyprian? Well, I'll start by telling you that she is a woman on a mission to teach and mentor students. She is a dancer first who started her training in her hometown of West Palm Beach. She's certified in Horton Technique along with many others and has been fortunate to work with students within the Palm Beach County School District as well as various dance studios in Palm Beach County. She is the epitome of self-determining and I know this because I have had the honor of watching her over the years 
whether it was dancing with her in more dance company, which we were both company members of, or following her journey to open her dance school, Soul Movement LLC, a journey in which she embarked on a few years ago. Well, now I get to pick her brain and ask her all the questions that one might want to know about her life and her students. So let's go. Samantha, come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are welcome, you? Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. It's been too long, my friend. Years. I know. <laughs> thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, no. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to me. I know you have to teach. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I would like to say that many people, um, basically, I, I'm happy to see you, but, I, but I, I probably would say that to anybody who came on the show because I've been going um, basically in a 10-mile radius of my home for like the past year of the pandemic. But yeah, it doesn't take away the fact that you're a person um, that I would <laughs> like to see, because I would. I really am happy to see you. Um, I'm gonna read something I found on your website because I thought it was poetic and a nice jumping off point for the show. Okay. Get ready to snap. Okay. Dance. Prepared. <laughs> Dance shaped Samantha as a person. It has enhanced her creativity, taught her discipline and enlightened her worldview. More importantly, dance created a safe space for her to express herself at a level that words could not. Her love of dance and thankfulness for the role it played in her life has driven her towards her passion, giving children in her community the gift of dance. The goal to provide children fundamentals of technical dance while expanding their frame of mind regarding the world around them. Soul movement is the manifestation of this goal. I mean, what better place to start from, right? That's why I told you to get your snaps ready. Snap, 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 and snap. Open. So let's just jump, okay? You say the dance provided a safe space for you. And right now in this moment, I can't think of a better way to put it. Because right now, one of the things I value most in my life is my sense of safety. Absolutely. I would love to hear your perspective on two things. One, growing up dancing and how that feeling of being in the studio helped you. And two, how you see now later your students react when they come into the studio, especially given that the climate of COVID, racial issues, you know, they're so young. And, you know, tell me about, about that. Like, tell me about when you were small and you were in that space where you, you felt really good going in and tell me the space that you now provide for your students and how they react to it. Take your time, not too long though, because this is a podcast, but you know, in right. a way that's relatively <laughs> slow, but also flows. Um, you know, we're talking about safe spaces. Go. Okay, well, um, as I think about myself in the studio, um, when I say it was a safe space, it was my place of being able to be vulnerable, um, to be, creative and to ultimately be myself um believe it or not and i just said this to a friend of mine earlier i'm actually really shy <laughs> even though people don't think that based on many things about me but i am and so definitely when it comes 
speaking. So I always found that dance was always my outlet um, in general, but also my way of saying things. Even currently, you know, when my friends talk to me, I'm like moving my arms and it's like, did you get that? You know, and it's like, you didn't say anything. And it's like, oh, in my mind, I did, you know. So um, for me, you know, dance has just always been, whether at the studio or in the supermarket or at my friends' houses, you know, it's just always a way for me to completely be myself you know, fully and freely without any type of inhibition at all. So, you know, it was always that for me. So, and it didn't have to just be again at the studio. It's anywhere. Cause for me, you can find me twirling all over, you know? Um, and then to go into your second question about me, I'm sorry. Huh? Oh, I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I I thought you were saying something, Sherry. Okay. Sorry. I didn't want to cut you off because you know, I get to talking. Okay. Um, but then when it comes to, you know, me wanting to create, <laughs> yes, people welcome, welcome. Um, when it comes to me wanting to create a space for, you know, I say my kids and I have to remind the parents all the time. Like, I know you like birth them, but they like my children. Anyways, um, it was just important for me to do that mm-hmm. for them because I know as I look back um, you know, as an adult, as you know, we, we look over our lives, you know, and mm. recognizing those things that at the time it was like, oh, I don't want to go to the studio. Ugh, I don't want to, um, you know, to go to practice. I'm missing out on this and that. But as I look back, I realized the discipline that was taught. I realized just so many different things that were being taught to me in the studio that then transfer and translate into the real world. Mm-hmm. And I tell my kids that all the time, too, like, I'm not just here to teach you dance. Like, I'm here to make you not just a great dancer, but a great person all the way around. So all the stuff that I'm doing with you here, yes, it feels like it's just about dance. But I promise you it will translate, you know, once you become a young adult and an adult and hopefully to then be a successful one, too, because that's what my goal is for them to not just be great dancers, but successful people all the way around. So Mm -hmm. um, the goal for me as I create this space for them is to give them that sense of safety the same things I had, the sense of safety, the sense of creativity, the sense of being completely authentic in who they are. Mm. Um, but the plus for me is, you know, I love all my children. Um, but for me growing up, I always talk about how I didn't have many teachers that look like me. Mm. And so I think the, the gold mine for them that I see is that they have people that are looking like them, that go through what they go through. They have gone through already what they will go through. So mm-hmm. they kind of have the opportunity to to have that that I did not have, you know, so I feel like I'm able to guide them a little bit differently because I kind of right. already know they can anticipate happening as it relates to dance. But again, also in just the real world, and I just want them to be great people all the way around. Right. Yeah, it's true. There's so many parts of dance that is just like dance is life. <laughs> and, in, and, <laughs> and it, it really the, is. Yes. And in the dance of life. You will be able to use metaphorically a lot of lessons that you learn in a studio or in a classroom or at a bar and apply them to, you know, accordingly to whatever situation that you you run into. Did you always, great answer, by the way, did you always (laughs) want to open a dance school or was this a dream that came to you later in your dance career? Did you go straight from dancing straight to teaching? What was your trajectory to here? Um, okay, so growing up, again, I know really quick. Growing up here, dance, um, we have a middle school of the arts and elementary school of the arts. So oh, I wow. went through that. 
whole, okay. I did all of that. So then the thought was, of course, you know, after that, I would go ahead and dance. But the other side of the brain was thinking, oh, no, like you have to get like, you know, and this is kind of my parents talking right now, a right. real job. So oh, no. I ended up. <laughs> I ended up, you know, going to college and I was actually a school psychologist um, for almost 10 years. But I will say prior to even that, though, while I was dancing, I remember telling my mom, I don't remember how old I was, but I was doing a lot of work in the community with different organizations. And I remember telling my mom, like, one day I'm going to open up a dance school for kids, you know, well, in the inner city. But at the time I said the hood. Um, right. And more so because I knew that I was fortunate enough to have mm-hmm. parents who were able to um, provide dance to me because it's expensive. Yeah. Right. And so to have parents that were able to actually be able to afford dance classes every day of the week, point shoes and leotards and tights, you know, that was something at the time I didn't realize that everybody can't afford this. But as I went on to continue to grow and realize that, you know, that was just a goal of mine was to be able to provide my community, you know, the inner city where I'm from with dance Mm -hmm. classes, because again, I understood what it was doing, what it had done for me, you know? Um, So then going on and becoming a school psychologist, you know, I'm doing my day-to-day thing, but even my, my colleagues would be like, you know, they're Sam the dancer. Like it wasn't even, even <laughs> then it was like, are you really a school psychologist? Because all right. you do is like roll up and down these halls. <laughs> so I literally just had a moment, you know, sitting to myself a little unhappy with my career, mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, what's my passion? What do I like to do? And it always comes back to the dance. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just wrote in my journal about it, prayed about it. Like they say, write it down, watch it happen. And ultimately, that's exactly what it was. Like I wrote down, like, God, this is what I want to do. I want to go. I want to teach kids of color dance. I want to, you know, be able to make a little bit of money while doing it. You know, I just knew that there was something more that I was Mm. to be doing outside of what I had been doing in my career. And ultimately within, I'm not, not even six months, like quit my job moved back to West Palm Beach. I was living in Orlando at the time. I started working at my old arts high school. Um, And from there, it just kind of things molded, folded. And here we are today. Um, Not an easy journey, I will say, but one that is so much more fulfilling than I could have ever imagined. Amazing. You know, first off, I, you know, I, I do have some things that I need to, to tell you. First off, Shy. See, this is the thing about the podcast is that you learn a lot of things about people. And Shy is not one of the things that I would say about <laughs> you if I was going to describe you. Um, but, you know, you live and you learn. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that you were a psychologist because I remember dancing with you and I remember being so impressed, like, wow, she's like a psychologist. Like, and then I was like, can you help me? I'm sad. But you know, it's, that's what people do. They find out that you're a massage therapist and they're like, my arm hurts, you know, could you check me right now? You know, (laughs) and so when I found out you were a school psychologist, I was like, yeah, yeah, life is, life is. And then we were like five, six, seven, eight. eight. Right. So Keep it moving. We, Let's we go. didn't have Let's time roll. to do that. But yes, I, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that you you were able to say this is not fulfilling to me because there's so many people that could, just couldn't even say those words because they wouldn't know where to go after that. Because yeah. the next step is finding something fulfilling, right? So then right. what what fills this the space <laughs> if you don't if you don't know? Then it's kind of a scary question. Um. Oh, and by the way, anyone who's watching, um, 
hood is an, in the urban dictionary is the oh, place gosh. in which you live, el barrio, or you know, <laughs> the the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> just messing. basically, yeah, essentially, basically, just in the, the hood. Yeah. So you are you are a very speaking of you are a very authentic and a very real person, and I know that a lot of people go through that journey and they shed all these layers to be comfortable in their own skin. Now, my question to you is, did you have to go to that place where you had to, you know, go through a transformation or is that something that you had instilled in you as a youth? Um, like, I know that I absolutely had to go through that place where I was just uncomfortable and just didn't know who I was and just didn't feel right in my own skin. And then, you know, slowly but surely I found my little niche and and you know, how do you, it, whatever your answer is, how do you instill that in in students now yeah. that you're an instructor? Um, I'll say that I think I always, it was always there. I think I was just so wrapped into what everybody else thought of what I should be. And mm. I mean, like whether it's parents, um, or family, friends, friends, things like that. But I've always kind of had this kind of different thing. My brother always says that, like, Sam has always been different, always been different. But I think, you know, as, as children, it's kind of like, well, we want to make sure we abide by the rules. My mom said, do this. My, you know, we're supposed to follow this. We're supposed to do that. So I think, again, it's always been there. It was just me getting mm -hmm. to a place of finally letting it out. Um, and so, um, and that kind of happened as I've gotten older and definitely as I got back into dance again, because it's almost like I came back to myself because dance has always been not just a part of me, but it's, it's just who I am. It's in the way that I talk. It's in the way that, you know, as I'm walking, my sister's always like, girl, you are so extra. And I'm really not, it's just, I'm talking with my hands. I'm, it's, it's just movement. It's right. giving something to people. Right. So, um, you know, so definitely it, 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 it took time to get fully out. And I think everybody kind of goes through that. You know, there's always yes. a point where our most fearless people had those moments that they were people that weren't as fearless, right? But we have to get to a point. And I'm definitely there and I'm definitely grateful to be here because I do then feel like I'm able to pour that into my students early. Like, I, you know, because it's, it's one thing to kind of have it there and not have anybody pull it out of you mm -hmm. but to have somebody that sees it and is going to be like it's okay that you're different it's okay yes. that you're not you know into whatever the this group over here says is cool or that group like you're into your own thing and I'm going to support it um I have students who have their own businesses you know whether it's using wow. a cricket to make item shirts and things like that I have one student who like um, buy sneakers and read like paints them and does them and sells them. Like there's so many cool things that they're doing and I'm constantly, well, what y'all got going on? You know, let me repost you. Let me support you because we don't always get that. Cause it's normally that, no, we, we going to school. You're going to go to college. Da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. You don't always have, you kind of need just that one person to pour into that side of you that might be just a little different or odd to everybody else. I, I completely hear what you're saying. I mean, first of all, I don't uh, even understand the point of walking if you're not walking to the beat. Like, right. who walks? <laughs> you know, like, so you have, you're a dancer. You you almost have your own, like, beat going. You're like five, six. And, and I don't even Always. count, like, even if I'm working out, because now I'm older, I have to do this thing called working out. <laughs> um, 
And even when I'm working out, it's like, if you say do 10 seconds of this, I count to eight and then I count to two because it's just, yeah. <laughs> it, you have to like have a phrase going, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. And what I'm gonna say about being different as a child is that it's true for the child, being different equals bad. Like sometimes, you know, you don't wanna be different. You wanna be the same as everyone else. You wanna have, so that sameness does equal safety in a way. So we're talking Absolutely. about safety and yeah, sameness sometimes equals safety. So, so I guess, it's really empowering and inspiring to hear you say that because you're the type of person where I just always feel like confidence, confidence. Like I'm, I'm just like, Samantha is a here. Yes. And I feel it. I just feel so good around you. Thank and so, you. you know, it's nice to hear someone who has that, that sense of self who also says like, but by the way, I had to build this up in me. Um, Absolutely. And still building. Cause there are days I'm just saying. And, and every day is a, is a new start, right? So, okay, Shikhar Kapoor um, did a TED Talk and it was called, We Are the Stories That We Tell Ourselves. You know, and it really made me think because it made me think about the impact of the stories that we tell ourselves, but <laughs> you know? Yeah. It also made me think about the stories that other people tell us. And, you know, I don't, I don't profess to be like a genius or anything, although some people might say, <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, but yes, we are the stories that we tell ourselves. And I believe that, but we also are the stories that we choose to believe. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot of stories that come at us and we choose the narrative. Sometimes it's, you know, terribly negative. Sometimes it's terribly positive. <laughs> Most times it's terribly negative, but I'm thinking that our role as artists and as teachers and as leaders of you know arts organizations is to disrupt that negative story that you know sometimes children will take on and internalize mm -hmm. um, as a teacher and an educator like i know you kind of touched on it but like for example how would you do that how would you help people stand more in their own authenticity Ooh. I mean, you, you kind of already were speaking about it. So I'm just sort of like pro proliferate that a little bit or like elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, for me, it's just, I think it starts with them seeing me, right? Because mm. I remember when I first, because I, I do have soul movement, but I do also teach at, um, in elementary school of the arts that is actually dead center um, in an in inner city area, right? Okay. And so... You know, I remember like when I first got there, it's like, oh, you know, we miss our old dance teacher, wah, wah. But mm -hmm. then as I got there and, and, you know, and at this time my Afro's big and like, you know, but I think it was, you know, you started to see some of the little girls and I'm not saying solely because, oh, Miss Cyprian has an Afro, I have an Afro. But when they did have their natural hair out, you know, you can kind of, it's, it's interesting to see how they're looking up at you now. Like, oh, this, right. this is okay. Or if I'm pulling their mm -hmm. hair up into a bun and they have a puff and it's like, oh no, your hair can still go into a bun. We're not straightening this. Like we just, let's get this, you know, this hair net, wrap it around this puff and pin it down. You know, so yeah. I think it starts with them seeing somebody mm -hmm. that very much um, okay with who they are and their differences, right? But then also then speaking into them also again. And, and you're right, as I did kind of mention earlier, making them recognize that the things that make you different are also the things that make you the coolest, right? right. So yeah. we don't want to be like everybody else. You want to yeah. be like who you are because there is only one you, right? And you have the opportunity to set this world on fire. So I'm constantly pouring into them. It's not about where you come from. It's not about who your mama is, who your daddy is. It's about right. just doing 
what is meant for you to do. And if it's meant for you, it's going to happen. Even when it gets to, you know, them auditioning for the middle school of the arts mm-hmm. um, and my middle schoolers that are going to audition for the high school. It, if it's meant for you, it's meant for you at right. the end of the day. And if not, you're going to set another trail of blazing somewhere else. So I think it's just important to continuously show them, but also pour into them, remind them, because you never know how something as small as a, that was really good or a quick hug or yeah. even good morning, you know, to just acknowledge them, you know, how far right. that goes. So just constantly mm-hmm. trying to just, just speak it, speak, like they say, speak life, you know, there's yeah. power in your, for yourself and your words, but also to other people. So that's it's amazing. My thing. Just I let them know it. y'all good. Yeah. See, and this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Intangible (laughs) wisdom, love. Okay. I'm being very dramatic, but it's just, I love it. And you, and you know, I'm here for all of it. I just love you. Um, Receive it people. (laughs) Hear it, feel it, receive it and love it. Um, Okay. So yeah, it's true. I mean, isn't it ironic? Uh, there, there's a whole song about this. Isn't it ironic that the things that set you apart when you're younger that you just tend to dislike about yourself are the things that actually make you interesting in the world? In a room full of sameness, you have something <laughs> to offer, you know? So that is so true. Like, there's so many people that are teased and, you know, picked on for traits that they have or looks that they have, you know. Um, and they grow up to be supermodels because right. of that, you know, like I never thought they were like, gonna ugly help kid. Me. right. It's like, they were, the they ugly were the ugly duckling, yeah. exactly, exactly. And yeah, I want to, I want to talk more about the business and, and, and how you're minding your business in a few minutes. Um, but, um, before we do that, I'm going to, uh, we do have a lot of comments. So before we, before we go to break, I would like to see what's going on over here. Hey girl. Let's see here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Love you so much. Love you too, Aww, Ray. They love you. Hi. Hey, Marco. Snap, snap. Somebody was snapping earlier. Yes. The true goal of a teacher. Oh. Let's see here. Who's this? Tiffany. Hey, Sam. Hey, hey, Tiff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I allowed to do that? Absolutely. Do the shout okay. out. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we absolutely are going to talk about, like I said, your business and whatnot. But uh, first, we're going to take a little break and hear from our sponsor. Drink champagne with kings and queens, the politicians praise my name. But those were someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of what I became. For years and years, I chased their tears, a crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you
So that was our hashtag Broadway World Record Challenge, which has been extended to May 31st. Our goal is simple, to break the Guinness World Record title and help the Actors Fund. We need to collect 5,000 clips of From Now On, from the greatest showmen to break the world record and save the Broadway industry, which has been shut down since March 12th, 2020. In your video, challenge four of your friends to participate and help break the record. So let's talk uh, with Sam Ciprian about minding your business. Anyone who knows that realizing a dream uh, or, or knows about realizing a dream knows that it's not easy and you have to be either like a very shrewd business person or or have an astute like group of associates around you to help you build. Um, for most artists, <laughs> you you always have the vision, but not always the acumen. <laughs> so, you know, um, for instance, someone who is the artistic director of a project, they might not, or they might be clueless when it comes to something like their EBITDA or something. Somebody's like, what's your EBITDA? And um, so I guess, I guess my question to start is, you know, numerous businesses have gone on during, uh, blah, blah, blah. numerous <laughs> businesses have gone under during this time, past year and a half due to the pandemic. So how have you been staying afloat? Did you immediately go to switch to online programming? How have you maintained your business? Cause I know like at one moment for dancers, we were like, wait, 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 it's gonna come back, we're gonna go back. And then it was like scramble, scramble, scramble. So how mm -hmm. did you kind of reboot? Um, well, I definitely went through the scramble, 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 <laughs> um, because it's, it's one thing when you're dealing with like adult dancers, but you're dealing with right. children who, mm -hmm. although they wanna come back, their parents are like, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Sam. Mm -mm. So trying to figure, you know, how do we work this out? Um, and like most studios and dancers, um, artists in general, um, who were impacted, we went to online classes. Um, mm -hmm. The good thing about um, this whole thing, I think, is that it definitely, and not just in like as it relates to myself and dance, but in general, I think it really allowed us to start reconnecting with people who we have not done that within a long time because we're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy. And so we were able to slow down. And so that connection also came about, um, I ended up creating a series called Join Us in Movement okay. that I'd done with, I have a dancer friend that's um, in New Jersey that teaches tap, Rashid Mason, and then a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Katara Phelps, that's in Atlanta. And then also we had Miss Sherry Nell Thompson come in as well to teach. Um, so just kind of tapping into your resources that are mm -hmm. also your friends. So even though it was like overworking yes. together to bring these kids movement, you know, virtually, it was also that time to like, girl, I told you in a long time, what's going on? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it kind of worked um, in that way. So that's pretty much what I did. I just used those um, avenues of, you know, the virtual route um, via Zoom. And we were able to kind of create, like I said, the Join Us In Movement, which was a which was allowing everybody then to kind of make a little bit of money while mm -hmm. still giving the kids dance. Hashtag yeah. give them dance, that's my thing. Um, and then yeah, as we continue to get back into the season, then, you know, doing the same thing with the classes, with the online classes, it was difficult, especially for my little, little ones, because my youngest um, children are three. So that then wow. brought the parents in. <laughs> 
mommies, y'all gonna have to sit next to baby and move that arm and do all of that. And they were willing to do it. So, you know, kudos to my parents. Um, yeah. Okay. Was that okay? I think that might have been hopefully that might be my. Oh, could you not hear me? No, I, I, you froze for a second. Okay, it did, it did like a little, the little TikTok thing here, but it stopped. Oh, I you see. can hear me now, I right? See. I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it might be the weather down here. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I, we got the gist <laughs> of what you were saying was that, yeah. you know, because of the situation when you did open back up, you had to have your kids, you had to have the parents sort of interact and they had to be a part mm -hmm. of it, which is different because usually when you sign your kid up for something, you're like, oh, <laughs> thank goodness, I'm going to drop them off for two hours and then I'll be back. Sweet. Bye. Um, but this, right. this, this, <laughs> this pandemic call for the parents to step up <laughs> and really be um, very, very much a present um, person in their lives. Um, now, I know you have a little surprise here for us. And we're going to reveal that surprise momentarily. <laughs> but first, a little word from our sponsor, Ryko Theatricals. Ryko Theatricals produces this show and six other podcasts, if you want to know. This is how we get the opportunity to get paid here. First, I need you to go to YouTube and subscribe to Ryko Theatricals. And then... Um, after you do that, you'll have access to shows like the Broadway Book Club with Rye Armstrong on Mondays at 7, Behind the Table with yours truly, and Tuesdays at 6, The Overflow with Jen Olivares and James Roberts IV on Wednesdays at 1. Get into it with Tyler Dobies and Dash Perry on Thursdays at 7 and Sharing the Spotlight with Joy Walsh and Ashley Baker, 8 p.m. on Fridays. The more listeners and watchers, the more we get to stay on air. So listen up. If you get your podcast on Spotify, go and follow me and catch up on your podcast while you drink your coffee. If you're an Apple person, you know how Apple people are. If you're an Apple person, go to our podcast and rate and review behind the table. It only helps the show to be able to stick around longer. And as always, no matter where you get your podcast, if you want to bless us, you can also go to Ryko.org and click support. You can hook us up right on Venmo. And now we're back with Samantha Ciprian. And, um, you know, I want to talk about the students because that's really your focus right now. And I think that you brought one of your students with you, did you? I so did, I did, I did. Bring her on. We're going to bring her on now. <laughs> Come on in, London. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, welcome. How are you? Good. And you are, would you like me to introduce you or you would want to say your name yourself? I'm London. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me on this podcast tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank Tell you. me something. What do you enjoy about dancing? I enjoy that it gives me something to do instead of just sitting around. We can get like definitely consumed on our phones or just Ooh. doing nothing. So it gives me something to do and also something to look forward to and something that I can strive to continue to get better at. And I'm never bored with it because I love it. 
Okay. That was a full on recitation. Thank you so much for telling me all of this information because wow, what a vocabulary. Come on now. Um, what is your favorite type of dance? I enjoy modern and contemporary. Okay, very nice. Oh, this is exciting. And um, is, okay, this is the million dollar question, okay? Is Miss Samantha, is she nice or is she very strict? Now, what's the tea? You can talk. It's Listen. in the middle because she's very nice to us. We definitely know how much she loves us. But when we really need it. Just between me and you, go. Yeah. Tell, tell me the when truth we, now. <laughs> yes. When we need it, she knows how to get us in place so that we can be our best. She's not mean. Not at all. Oh, okay. That is really special. I love, I love, <laughs> love everything you had to say. And um, thanks for giving us on Miss. Um, <laughs> listen, let's go through a couple. Um, we'll call. I gotta have to shut it down. See here. Hey, Sam. Oh, we already did that one. Let's see here. Go, Sam. Who's that? Trove Productions. Yes, hashtag. Oh, that's, dance. Snap, snap. oh that's my niece. Hi, thank you. <laughs> and that's her production company, Marsha. Hey, oh, hi, Marsha. Oh, my oh. gosh, Sam knows you. We danced together. We did. Oops, super late. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. People come in. Let's see here. Well spoken, little lady. Oh, Great public speaker. Yes, they're talking yes. about you, London. See, look at you. <laughs> London, I really wish you well. I hope that you get so much dance and you learn so much. And if you ever have any questions about city or you just want to come and go to Broadway, then know who to call. Tell them the to make sure that on Broadway and your thing and I'll be there to back. So uh, before you go, do you have anything else to say? London. No, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you. We'll see you again. I'm sure we'll see you later. Bye. Excellent. Oh, she's very like running sweet. out of here. Okay. <laughs> Let me quickly, quickly ask you a couple questions. I just 2020 this little gag going on here, which is really just me laughing at myself. It's 2020, which is actually. 2020 is actually behind us. So what have you learned that you could say, I know this now, but I didn't know it before? Oh. First, can I can you hear me? Because I'm you're breaking up a little you. bit. So I don't know if it's me or if it's you. Okay. okay. I can hear you. Um, so did you need me to repeat the question? Okay. No, I heard you, but you're just kind of, you know, you know, honey, this technology thing is something else. Okay. So, yeah. I, but I heard you guys, you're a little in and out, but now I got you. So 2020, what have I learned <laughs> essentially, right? Right. Oh gosh. Well, I, 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 no. Um, what I've <laughs> taken away from 2020 is to live your life. Um, unapologetically. I can't say that word all the time. Sorry. Um, genuinely just. 
you know, do everything that you wanted to do, everything mm -hmm. you thought you could not do, yeah. everything that seems like you should not try to do. Mm -hmm. Um, just just do it because you know, um it showed us that like time is short, you know, because especially with 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 COVID-19 and when people got sick, it was like literally like that quick they were gone. So, yeah. It really just showed me to to live my life, but to also take a break and take time for yourself. Yes, that has, um, because that has been a theme. Yeah, it has definitely caused me to tap more into my self-care um, because I'm the type of person that loves to be out and about and I got to do this and I got to go here and I got this job and that job and I'm going to do this and I have to do this and da 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 da, da. And then it's like, well, what about you? And mm. you think you take time for yourself, but we really don't. So as much as you're pouring into other people, and even though it's a positive thing that you are doing, remember right. you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So you want to make sure that you're pouring something into you as well to fill you up again. So if nothing mm -hmm. else is to live life, but to also take a break. So live life, take a break, live authentically and refill your cup. <laughs> yes. This is me drinking as I because I refilled it. I'm taking it in. Yes. The image of only a dancer. <laughs> only a dancer is like, I'm gonna dance drinking this cup. <laughs> and I love that you didn't just like throw it back. You were like think about it. And one, two, three, yeah. Four, five, six, seven, eight, and one. <laughs> Listen, uh, somebody said, uh, I'm so proud of you, London. Who's that scene? Oh, I think, I think that's her, it might be either her mommy or her auntie. I think her oh, mommy. Oh, yay. I'm so proud of you, London, too. Amen to live your life. Somebody said, clap, clap, clap. Oh, that's Noor. Hi, Noori. Um, Tomorrow isn't promised. No, it is not. Marsha says, so true. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I, I could, oh, sorry. Thanks, Marsh. Uh, so I could sit here and talk to you all night. It is so special to be able to chat with one of my dear friends who I feel so inspired by. And I just really appreciate you. you taking out the time to come because I know that you have a schedule to tend to. And so do you have to teach now? Um, I have class at seven, but I've okay. already like given notice to the, well, they're my older girls, London's group, because London's actually a part of Soul Stage Ensemble, which okay. is my performance wow. group. Okay. So yeah, their ages, um, I think our youngest one is 10, but 10 um, to 16 right okay. now. And so I just gave them their marching, well, not marching orders, but their orders. Like, okay, I'm going to be running late. So you need to start working on this. Teach so-and-so so this. Make sure, mm -hmm. yeah. So they're. They'll, they'll be warming up, like, when you get there. Mm -hmm. Or or yeah, else. They'll be, they'll, or they'll have the, you know, the signature, the signal, like, the, the eagle has landed. And they're just, like, be, like, right. stretching their legs <laughs> when you come in. Either way, I, you know, listen, I've lived, I've lived a life with no regrets, okay? <laughs> the teacher comes in, you're like, yes. oh, five, six, seven, eight, and then there's a kick and turn. Right. <laughs> We're like, just making sure she knows it. Now she's good. Okay. Mario uh, <laughs> said, great show. Your words and work are inspiring. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. That's so cool. So listen, um, I'm going to just, just say to everybody, like, I, I know some people miss the intro and what I said, but if you get a chance, go back. 
and watch the intro. And I'm sending out love to everybody because today was quite a day. You know, I um, I was sort of kind of a mess before I came on the show. <laughs> um, you saw me backstage, so I was sort of kind of a mess. But um, but we got through it, and I'm so happy that we, we were able to have such a pleasant conversation. Um, I love you. I miss you. And I can't wait to see what's next for Soul Movement LLC. Yes, I am very, very, very excited as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having London. And um, and even, and I just want to say this really quick because I don't want to take up too much. Oh, there she is. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> for having her or allowing me to have her come on because, again, this goes back to teaching them things outside of the studio, right? Cause she was so nervous and so like worried for the past week about doing this. And I sent her mom this like long text message. I won't embarrass you and say what I said in it. And you know, <laughs> I had a conversation with her even beforehand because you know, the goal is to show them to go beyond the fear that they have. So even though she's like, oh my God, what is she gonna ask me? And I'm so, all of that. And I was like, okay girl, see you at 5.30. All right, girl. <laughs> You know, because wanting her to push past that because it's so easy for us to be like, okay, baby, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But it was like, no, you can. Do I, it. I believe in you, and she you did. And as you, you know, and as everyone says, she did a great job, and you did it. So on that, so note, thank you for letting I, me have I her come you. on. You did a lot here, I, oh, and I thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. Um, thank you, and. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Bye, y'all. And this was a bat. Bye. Thank you, Sharon L. Thompson. You've been listening to Behind the Table, a weekly podcast from the Ryco live streaming series produced by Ryco Theatricals. Everything you heard was recorded live on our social media at Ryco Theatricals. You can support this podcast by sharing us on social media, writing a great review, or donating at www.ryco.org support. Thanks for listening.